0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Growing Up is Overrated podcast! My name is Jen, and I am here with my friend and co-host, T. This week we will be discussing our journeys with the job hunt. Although everyone's job search is different, there are common frustrations we have all experienced, and we wanted to share ours with you.
1: All right, so um, we're here. <laughs> we're finally here.
0: Uh, we're doing this. Uh, we're we're big girls. Um, well, I don't know if we're big girls, but today we're here to talk about our journeys with the job hunt. Like I graduated from university in January, and so it has been a very, very long time. For reference, this is being recorded in early November, so it's just been a very long process. Yeah, I mean.
1: I I uh yeah, I graduated uh, two years ago and tried to go out into the market and was like, you know, I uh I really miss school. <laughs> and now I'm like, you know, I could go to grad school. I could just not have a job again. But um yeah, no, that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like a possibility. So um I I, uh, I sit here at my computer every day, but um, it's totally okay. <laughs> I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a job soon. It'll be, it'll be fine.
0: Yes, you are absolutely going to get a job soon. Like, the worst part about job applications to me is the sending them out and never hearing anything back. I cannot tell you how many times I have completed an application, sent it to the place, and then just... Never hear from them again. My spreadsheet is full of, like, 50 jobs, and I'd say 75% of them never email me back to tell me either that the job's been filled, or that I didn't get an interview, or even that I did. Like, just no communication whatsoever, and that just makes me sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's it's definitely, like, you. it makes you feel like you're just a number, um, you know, and you're sitting here like, wow, I have all this stuff to offer, how come they didn't even give me a chance to, like, show them I'm a human instead of just, like, some writing on a piece of paper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I, the jobs that I apply for, um, I'm a computer science person, so I'm applying to software development positions. And a lot of the time what you do hear back is, if you hear anything at all, is, oh, great, we read your resume. Now we really want you to take this quiz for us. (laughs) Like, don't get me started.
1: Don't get me started. I feel like I do a freaking like, like like what is it? Like a like a school assignment every single time I apply to a job because they're like, oh, please tell us like, you know, write an write an essay about how you would measure inclusion and how you do this. And those are very important things. I'm really glad that people are thinking more about how to be inclusive and you know how to eliminate like bias within the workplace but like please just like I have I haven't even like gotten an interview like can you can you like just let me just read my my resume first and then I'll do an
0: assignment for you (laughs) yeah you have to do those before you even submit the application like this is afterwards for me like they'll just email me and be like can you take this quiz and I'm like okay so you don't want to know anything about me as a person you just want to know my quiz taking ability which often these are aptitude tests like they like they ask like math questions or brain teasers and you have to figure out the answer to them and then if you pass those then you get to do a coding quiz which is where i normally lose (laughs) like i normally get ghosted after the coding quiz which is another one another one bites the dust oh so much just feeling of it will never end
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just, I just often wonder like, Hey, job person, HR person, whoever you are, um, what are you doing? Like, like I had a job, like I applied to cause I was like, wow, this place looks really awesome. Like being in, in, um, like nonprofits and like educational work, like, you know, I'm usually looking at all right, what are the, what are the morals and ethics of this place? And like, what do they do? Like, do I feel like that's going to make me feel fulfilled in my work? You know? And so that's like the first thing I look at and then I'm like, wow, great. And so I send an application and then they're like nothing for months. And then they send me an email and they're like, oh yeah, sorry. It's been so long. Huh? We're going to change the, we're going to change the, like, <laughs> you know, the, the uh, what's it called? the job description yeah the job description of like okay but like what is it they're like here it is and I'm like yeah that's like the same job you just changed the name they're like yeah but it's different I'm like okay, hey, <laughs> still like do, do you want me to have a job like or like do you want me to work for you or no like I don't really care like what the job is like <laughs> just <laughs> please interview me oh my god then they get you through the whole process and then and then they're just like um yeah, you know, there were just a lot of really quality candidates and just, you know. And I'm like, you know, I know that's a canned answer. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you didn't bother to ask me questions. You wanted me to, like, do some crazy behind-the-scenes job market thing. Which, by the way, is a bunch of bullcrap. Like, I shouldn't have to, like, go above and beyond and, like, you know call you and ask for it for an interview and like and then say like oh can you can you also give me some information about this position more so and like how could i like what could i say to like really make you want to like take
0: take me into this position you know i hate that too like the the behind the scenes stuff where uh, they expect uh, you to do other things that they don't tell you about and they're yeah and then it's like i applied to your job because i'm interested like, right, that should be enough for you. Why right. Why do you expect me to go and, and, like, find you on LinkedIn and, like, do all this other stuff? It's, like, that's not part of what I'm doing. And that's also yeah. not part of my job. Like, I'd yeah. be writing software for you. I'm not a forward-facing person. Like, that's not even yeah. remotely close to what I would do. And the fact that, right. that they seem to expect that out of you is just, like, why? <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it also kind of makes you feel that, like...
1: I don't know, the, the job market isn't for people who don't have connections already. Like, you know, it's for Mm -hmm. people who like their mom and dad are already in the industry and pulled some strings to get them into there. And then that's it. And like, if you weren't, you know, so like I'm a first generation college student. And so, you know, I always have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, I guess, about like, (laughs) if I'm, um, (laughs) you know, like, Good enough, because like it just always seems like someone can tell that I'm not you know from a prestigious family and therefore instantly get counted out like no matter how well I dress, no matter like how you know articulate i i like work to speak, like you know it's just it's always just one of those things that's in the back of my head, like, is this something i'm I'm battling, or is this something that I just like am insecure about, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I totally understand that. I um, Both my parents um, are lawyers, so it's I don't have the exact same experience, but I'm not in the same field as them at all. Um, it's totally different going into the software jobs. And the main problem that I have is that for various reasons in college, I didn't get to do any internships. Um, yeah. So like I couldn't freshman year, summer, I thought that I had plenty of time to do it, which turned out not to be the case. So I just went home Bad bad planning in retrospect. Don't do that. <laughs> if you're listening, don't do that. <laughs> Try to get internships. Um, sophomore year, I went, I had to go home because I was facing a lot of mental health problems and I needed time for myself to put myself back together. And then junior year, uh, my mother had surgery. So I went home to like help her after her surgery um, for the summer. And then, you know, here I am now, this just past the summer after senior year so the problem i don't have a lot of experience on my resume Mm -hmm. in software i have a lot of experience doing other things like i've worked in retail Uh, i recently did absentee ballots (laughs) for the 2020 election like i do stuff but it's not in my field and therefore getting people to look at me for a job is really hard yeah
1: yeah like it 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 becomes this other skill that nobody told you you needed, you know, like you always hear people complain, like school didn't prepare us for what we were really going to need to know. Yes, <laughs> Which that's a whole nother topic that I could go on and on about. But um, <laughs> like one of those things is really like about resume writing and how do you turn, um, you know, that grunt work um, into something that looks appealing to your higher employers you know so um like something something like I have had a ton of customer service experience um and so taking that obviously it was easy to get other customer service experience like jobs um because I was always like highly regarded by my managers and stuff but like I don't want to stay in customer service not that there's anything wrong with um you know being in that that's just like not my my end all be all life goal you know mm-hmm. um so i i would take like the the people skills that i learned from from those jobs and sometimes even like um i was always like bored i would get bored after i mastered something so i'd be like all right next like manager what can I do (laughs) you know and they'd be like oh like you know working at an office store they are like you want to go into the printing department now and I was like yes please like let me learn photoshop (laughs) let me you know learn how to bind books and um, make marketing materials and then I took that and I was like all right I have people skills I have I have professionalism in my emails because I'm emailing clients and customers I have phone skills I have um, you know, skills, uh, for marketing. And I took those and sometimes you just have to reword them to make yourself sound more impressive than you might feel your job was. But like, I mean, you still like worked hard, you know, like you, you do know something at a base level about those things. Like you're not lying. Um, so I took those things and I put them on my resume and that ended up getting me, um, you know, into some other positions as well as like, you know, talking to my professors at school and stuff. But um, you know, like I kind of had some internships, but I kind of wish that I did more earlier. Like if I was a like a freshman or sophomore, I wish I had started doing stuff then instead of like halfway through my junior year. That's when I started like working with kids in schools, um, and as a research assistant. Um, and I just wish that I had done more of that sooner, you know?
0: Yeah, that's definitely one thing that I would take away, and if I were to to redo my college experience, is that when you get in as a freshman, you think you have so long in college. You think, oh, it's, (laughs) it's, it's it's four years, like, you've got plenty of time. It's like, no, no, like, not to be stressful, but like, it's not actually that long especially when you take out all the time that you spend on class there's not a lot of time to do other things to expand your horizons Uh as a person um and and your college life shouldn't be all about resume building but like there's you do you should build in space to put more things in your resume and I do wish that I did that differently yeah Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to like, I changed
1: my, um, my major, I think like three times. Um, wow. So yeah, like I started as an art history major and then I went to a fine arts major and then I was like, you know what? I really want to do psychology because when I was in high school, I was like interested in psychology, but then I wasn't sure. And I was like, well, I don't want to go have to go to grad school, so I'm not going to do psychology um and i got pretty far into doing like art like i was selling paintings and stuff but um i was just like you know what like i love this but i don't want to make this my career and um so i ended up changing schools i transferred schools and i went to a program for human development um and i'm really glad i did because i i really i met a lot of really wonderful people and and mentors and um i mean i don't think that enough people are proactive in their college experience to find mentors like that like my mentor is my um my absolute favorite college professor um and i just like i totally could gush about her and like forever because she's just like an amazing human but <laughs> um you know i was just like oh my gosh like she's so amazing she does all these things that i want to like like you know, I really want to be like her. Um, and I he was so nervous. And I would just, like, emailed her and was like, hey, can I talk? Like, can we, like, set up a meeting in your office? Like, can we just, like, talk? And she's like, sure. And, See, like, um, that's great. Yeah, like, I did it. I was so freaking nervous. And I did it. But I was so glad I did. And now, like, you know, like, we still, we're still in contact. Like, I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like because I'm just, like so thankful for like her guidance and stuff. Um, and, you know, I went to conferences because of her and I went to, um, like, you know, I, I have all this like data entry experience because of her and, um, like have gotten jobs because of her too. Like, you know, and like, that wasn't my original intention, like to get all these connections with her. It was just like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Like, you know, and then it was just, like I pushed myself and I'm so glad I did, you know, like that's just some, something I think like being proactive in, in college is or like a really
0: um big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. One thing that I would say is that I was a, I was a double major in American studies and computer science. I made that decision relatively early. Like I think by second semester of freshman year, I made the decision and was committed, which I know is like really early. A lot of people change their majors a lot, like like you said. But I'd caution against spreading yourself too thin, like I did, because what I ended up doing was I spent so much time working on my two majors that I never really felt like I was a full student of either, if that makes sense. Like, I spent so much time yeah. on American studies that I wasn't really fully committed to computer science. And I spent so much time on computer science that I wasn't fully committed to American studies. And now I don't know how I feel about that, you know, like, because I feel like I could have learned so much more computer science if I wasn't also doing American studies. But then again, my American yeah. studies is what really taught me about the world and how to think about the world in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. And I do think that humanities are important. Don't let anybody tell you commun- humanities are not important because they yeah. are. In how we think about the world and how people communicate with one another. But I do sometimes think how much stronger a student I might have been if I was just a computer science student and was involved with other computer science students. Because, like, I didn't go to, like, the Grace Hopper conference, which is something that, like, basically all women in computer science majors do. But I didn't do it. Um, And I regret that. I should have gone at least once.
1: Yes, conferences, like, you should go. Go. Yeah. Yeah, go get involved in your... um... In, like, whatever your major is, go get involved in in whatever the club is for that. Like, my -hmm. major, you know, was, like, involved with the psychology people. So being part of the psych club, like, opened up a lot of doors, too.
0: Yeah, I was a member of the club, but I just didn't do – I wasn't very active. Because I'm not a very active person. I'm also an introverted human being, so I don't – don't like to communicate all that much with people but like also just take opportunities as they come this is um here's an opportunity that i wish i took but i've already committed to something else i was in my algorithms class this was junior year fall and my professor approached me and was like hey jen do you want to like work with me next semester like do you want to be working with me on a research project and i was like oh my god you want me because I was like not a top student in my, in that class. <laughs> I tried really hard, but I wasn't that that great and but unfortunately I was already committed to studying abroad ne- that next semester, which I enjoyed a lot. I don't re- really I don't regret going abroad, but I think it would have been a great experience to do research with him and I just never got the opportunity yeah. to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which would have been really nice because he was a great teacher. Like the first day of class um, he told us to write a piece of code. I think he asked us to write bubble sort, um, which if there are any computer science nerds out there, you know what bubble sort is. It's just to sort some numbers. And I started writing it in my notebook and not on the computer. Everybody else reached for their laptops. And he walked over to me and was like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I like to work with the pencil and paper before I go to the computer. And I'm sorry if I, if I take longer. And he's like, no, I, pencil and paper is good. <laughs> like too many people rely on just their computers to do the coding for them. So yeah. like, he was a great professor. I miss him. Yeah. Um
1: I have a similar experience to that, but I think I'm going to save that for another podcast. Um so <laughs> like I do I do think that college like that that like transition is like definitely where like both of us are. Um but I definitely do want to start talking about um just kind of um Back to the the uh, the experience um, that we wish that we had. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of on that note, yeah. So, pull back in. <laughs> yeah, pulling it back in because um, college is very nostalgic for us. But um, I do um, like I do know that I have experience for like jobs that I've been applying for. Um, but like currently as there's a pandemic going on
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um <laughs> the elephant the job
1: <laughs> yeah um go back over there elephant but I have to talk about you for a second. Um <laughs> yeah, it's it's created a very co- competitive market. Um because a lot of people are uh out of jobs. Um but or are like me who um took a chance and left their job not knowing that the pandemic was actually going to affect everything like this. Um actually I didn't I didn't think that it was going to even be a pandemic. Like I just kind of heard, oh, there's another thing, thinking it would be like the swine flu or something, like like it never touched, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the whole world like it did. But um so yeah, I left I left my job because it was toxic. Um which, you know, sometimes you have to do that. You have to you have to do that to heal and um, come back stronger into your career. And there's no shame in that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just really hard to have um, like be be doing a job the job experience, the job hunting experience rather um, when you have an awkward amount of experience, um, like like I do, like. Um, like three-ish years (laughs) of like directly correlated um, job experience is kind of an awkward amount of time, at least in my field. Um, And so, um, you know, it's really hard to try to figure out, all right, this is entry level, right? But then they want five to 10 years of experience and you're going, (sighs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Let's (laughs) redefine
0: entry level. Oh my God, Um, please. Let us (laughs) redefine, let us define entry level. Um, Is, are you the type of, that's the worst when you're scrolling through a bunch of entry level positions and over 80% of them have like two to three years experience underneath. And it's like, what is entry level to you? (laughs) Like, why is entry, why does entry level mean that you have to have so many years of experience beforehand? Like, Entry level should mean that I have a college degree and that is enough for you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I think like, like on a, on a similar note, there are some jobs that are like, oh yeah, it's full time, but full time for our company is 25 hours. Um, excuse me, excuse me. Like, no full time flat out is 40 hours a week. No more, no less. <laughs> well, I mean, you could say more, but like, you know, 40, 40 hours, like is the standard and you cannot take away hours, especially if you're paying hourly, you know,
0: like, yeah. How are you expected to survive on 25 hours a week? When right. And then really,
1: it's just employers don't want to have the like, um, accountability to taking care of their employees. And that to me is so scummy, um, and I don't want to work for a company that's like that, you know um but it's it's unfortunate because a lot of companies are moving that direction, um especially in like the nonprofit realm um mm-hmm. so but they expect you they're like, oh well, you could just have a second job on the side like, um, I'm sorry, you want me to like trying to balance two schedules and then also do all of the extra work that you want me to do. Like, that's not going to happen, you know? So it, it becomes this like weird balance where you're like, all right, I know I don't have the most experience, but I also know that I'm a human who deserves workers rights. Right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and to be valued as a human and at least like paid a wage where I can live, you know? Um, especially in an expensive area, like,
0: yeah, um, we've talked about this before. It's like workers deserve their to be treated fairly. And companies doing things to make it make it worse for employees is just not cool, like cutting hours or paying less, or like having people not be full-time employees so they don't have to pay benefits. Like all those things are yeah. just really bad and like not yeah. cool. Not cool at all. Um,
1: yeah, so it, it becomes this like really hard situation where you're like, I mean, you know, you start going, well, am I, am I just not good enough? Am I, um, am I, are my are my expectations too high to be treated like a human? Um, you know, like. But it's like, it's just so hard to prove your worth to employers when you don't already have someone vouching for you inside the company. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that's kind of like my current challenge is how can I get somebody in the company to vouch for me before the job is even posted to all the other people?
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. (laughs) The joys of networking
1: networking is so freaking awkward I hate it but like but like you know it's necessary unfortunately um like and that's coming from somebody who I freaking love connecting with people like I love making new relationships and um you know I could I'm just a freaking chatty Kathy um you know like I can I could just like talk people's ears off like no matter who it is (laughs) well for the most part and I don't know. It's just um it's just challenging. Like like because you you don't want to start a relationship upon context of what can you give me, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like I it's, and this is coming from a person who hates talking to other people. Networking is literally my worst nightmare. Like the the thought of going to a place like a conference where all you're supposed to do is just talk to people and make connections is terrifying. So I avoided it. Still do, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> just try to avoid it at all costs. And it's just it's not a good good strategy. It really is necessary for the t- today's market, which is just unfortunate. Because I don't feel yeah. like it should be necessary. I'd like myself to speak for myself when I apply to the job and not have it be this like the secret world of other things that I should be doing yeah
1: yeah I, I was I was trying to avoid it for for quite a while my brother was like t you have to do this like this is this is the way to get a job like this is the way to be offered jobs while you already have a job but they're offering you more money um and it's worked really well for him but like like he's in he's in a tech field, you know, where like, like you you gotta you gotta keep moving, you know, um, before mm-hmm. they send their job to India. Like, <laughs> um, oh, don't remind like, me. Well, I mean, not for you. Y- like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like at least in his in the beginning, <laughs> the, be- the beginning stages of his career were more just like normal tech tech help desk, you know, which are the types of jobs that get sent overseas like maybe not so much like your kind of stuff like but so he got used to that and you know now is in like cloud engineering um but that's like most likely not going to be like you know moving overseas anytime soon um but because he had he had that like experience and he was like he got used to that momentum he was like t you have to do this and i'm like well I don't know. It's like awkward and I don't want to do it, you know, which fair. (laughs) 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 Like, I don't know. Like you just have to. So, so I like ignored him for a while. And then my, my professor who's my mentor was like, all right, like you're going to come with me and the other research assistant to this, um, to the regional psychology conference. And I was like, Oh my gosh! Really? Like she's like, yep. Like you're gonna come. You're gonna um, present our poster and um, and our research. And you know, it's a three day thing. Like it'll be really fun. Um, you'll get to meet lots of people, talk to grad school people, um, all of that. And I was like so nervous, but I was really excited because, you know, like I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this is my big break. Maybe I'll get a job offer, like, or something. And there was a girl who got a job offer. She was just like handing out name tags and she got a job offer to work in DC in the like women's like Ugh. and gender study or not gender studies but like something like that and I was like Women in sexuality? And, mm, maybe it was like it was some sort of like women's rights thing in in Washington DC mm-hmm. like this like big wig just came up to her and loved her and was like hey you want to you want to move to DC and she's like <gasps> wait like really and she's like yeah she's like uh yeah (laughs) and just like I was like what the (laughs) like (laughs) you're like but like why her and not me but like that's her own you know that's her own journey and whatever but like you know sometimes that makes you like look at yourself and you're like well am I like less desirable then you know Mm -hmm. like it just it doesn't quite it, it, it sits weird you know
0: yeah, but and I mean like, her, but like Yeah, that's getting into like the dark underbelly of job hunting. And that's the like the feelings of jealousy that you can get when other people get things that you want, and yeah. you have to be like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. When you are like you are happy that somebody else got something because it's what they wanted, but also this feeling of like I really wish that were me that had the good news. Right. Yeah. Like, Especially since since I've graduated, like, a lot of my friends have contacted me and they're like, oh, I got this thing. And I'm like, that's great. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm sitting here at my desk, like, typing away, filling out yet another application for another place. And it just, like, it starts, like, the longer it goes on, the more you feel like something's wrong with you. Like, there's yeah. something wrong with me. is it my application is it my experience is it just my personality is it the way even something as artificial as is it the way that I look I feel that it yeah you start to question everything about yourself
1: yeah I I um like as much work as I've done personally um just for like my own confidence and my self-worth and like my own like body image and those kinds of things. Like sometimes as like a not perfectly standard sized woman, I sometimes feel like people look at me like maybe I'm not a like really skinny girl because I'm lazy or something, (laughs) you Mm know? Um, And it's like far from, the truth. Um, You know, like, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm, you know, like, I do all these, these things. But like, sometimes people's biases just get in the way. And you just wonder if maybe that's why. But you're never gonna know. And it doesn't even help you to like, sit there and think about it. Like, it just, you know, it just, Mm -hmm. you're just hurting your own feelings. Like, (laughs) you know, it's not helpful. It's just, you know, one of those things that just comes up and you just feel that way like you know
0: yeah especially especially in my field where women are just much less frequently seen it like you you start to wonder if it's that sometimes when people turn you down yeah Yeah. um especially from video interviews like there have been many times where i've gotten to the video interview part and then i and then i lose it and i start to wonder like especially mm. in these in these elephant in the room pandemic times where a lot of it is done on the phone, and then you get to a point where it's a video interview, and then you get cut. You start to wonder if it was the way that you looked. Yeah, and not necessarily about anything else. And like obviously that's not helpful. <laughs> like, um, yeah. like there's not much that I can do about that. And I'm not going to change who I am to please a job. Like some get somebody to hire me. You no. Know. Because if they're concerned no, if about things like superficial, superficial. look, then I don't want if they're concerned yeah. about that stuff, then I don't want to work for them anyway. Right but, screw them. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, but still it you start to have that little thing in the back of your brain. And it's hard yeah. to get it to go away sometimes. You, you know you
1: know what um made me feel real good in, in my last two interviews. Um like Mm, only the only the one woman who interviewed me was dressed professionally the other the other people who were interviewing me were all men and they were wearing t-shirts ball caps you know just like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. like just not even like showing me the same respect that I'm showing them by putting like so much effort into what am I going to wear How am I going to do my makeup, my hair, like all of that? Like, and I understand like men put less, like not all men, but like, you know, like they're in in general, like your stereotypical male is going to put in less effort than a more girly girl like me, but at least like put on a freaking button up shirt, dude, or a polo, Mm -hmm. you know, like don't come wearing a ball cap because that, that, that shows me that you're being disrespectful.
0: Exactly. I'm not a big fan of the fact that I feel like our clothes show our level of commitment to something. Like I'd much rather go around in just a sweatshirt and jeans all the time and not be judged for it. But I do think that if we're doing something and you ask me like to dress professionally. Yes. Like if it's expected for me to look nice, then you should also look nice. And when you don't, it's just, it's disrespectful. I'm not asking for a super clean background of for your camera, because I think that's unreasonable. In, yeah, uh, it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, especially during our these COVID times where we have, you know, we're at home. We have to set up a camera where we have space to set up a camera. You know, it's elitist to expect people to just have plain rooms to sit in, all, um, to do yeah. their work or or a prestigious looking office. Yeah, it's just like not everybody has the resources to do that. So I'm not really mad about the space that somebody's in, but if you're not making the effort to at least look nice Mm -hmm. or look like you even tried, then it, then it bothers me.
1: Yeah. It just kind of like, just, just meet me on the same level. Like, you know, maybe, maybe the company is more chill and they really do dress like that every day. That's fine. You know, but like, if there's no indication that that's like the norm and it, I don't know. It just kind of hit me the wrong way. But I mean, like I live, you know, in like the mountain states and like people are in like in general are not um, like super fancy clothing wearers. Like people love just a like an active look like they um, a lot of people bike to work. A lot of people like, you know,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: just don't you know, they're not wearing dresses to work. They're not wearing pantsuits or, you know, even a button up shirt. Um, Definitely not a tie. Like, <laughs> you know, like people, people just like are very, mar- are, are, are very casual out here, but it kind of bothers me because I, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with not dressing up, but like I love fashion and I love like dressing up so much that like, to me, I don't know. I don't want to be, like, the the one person who's, like, oh, T thinks that she's so cool and important because she's dressed up in a suit today or she's wearing a blazer. How fancy, you know? Like, I just, like, I'm just, like, I just thought it looked cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I understand that. Because, yeah, I am not that person. I I would dress down every day of my life if I could. But, which is totally fine, like you know mm-hmm.
1: like I I love a pair of like leggings or jeans and a t-shirt like you know or sweatpants like just like anybody else but um I don't know I just there's something about it about dressing up that makes like it's like you're, you're putting on for me like you're putting on your your face for the day to feel more powerful and like feel more empowered like
0: Um, Yeah, it's like putting on a super suit, like, T dressed in her superhero outfit, and she's here to save the world.
1: Yeah, super T with T, that's (laughs) me. But, like, you know, I just, I need that kind of, like, ritual to, like, transform myself into my most confident version of myself. Um, And I would do that for, you know, like, presentations and um, first time I'm meeting somebody, like, all of that, like, it's just part of my process to be ready to show my best self to whoever I am. And I'm definitely going to be doing that in a first contact with, um, you know, like a company who I'm trying to work with.
0: Mm -hmm. So I think now it is time for us to transition to really talking about the elephant in the room (laughs) Um, in terms of like the fact that we are right now in a pandemic means that you can't really get away from the job search ever. Like, because you are stuck in your house you're stuck at your desk. Like, even, like, I started this in January, right? I started my job hut in January. I would take a couple days. I would go down to the, my local Starbucks and, like, work in the Starbucks just for a change of scenery. Uh, <laughs> but then, like, nope. Now I'm just stuck at home all the time. Yeah. and And it, it's really, it's depressing. It's hard to get over it. In that, like, where I do fun things at my desk is also where I do work. It's just where I spend 100% of my time is in my room. Yeah. Well, especially for those of us who are,
1: you know, still living at home. Like, oh, yeah. there's totally the nothing part. wrong with that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a caveat. Like, not everybody who's our age is living at home. But, you know, if you are, it's okay. Um, like, it's a it's a totally viable thing. And if your parents are happy and willing to have you, then, um, you know, like, this is the best time to be doing that um, and using it as a way to really, um, support yourself and set yourself up financially and mentally, um, for, you know, a stronger future.
0: Oh yeah. So I'm still living inside my childhood bedroom that I decorated when I was 14. And now I'm 22 years old trying to job hunt from my desk. And it's just, it's a very strange thing that you have to, work with in your head it feels like two different parts of my life are colliding yeah like
1: when you're when the uh the background of like your childhood you know collides into what you're trying to break into as your future as a young adult like it it can be really trying for your mental health and for your confidence in your ability to be an adult like um, you know, and defining adulthood is a total, probably a totally no- another episode. <laughs> yeah, let's kick that <laughs> can down the line. I don't want to get there. <laughs> but, like, you know, um, it's just, I don't know. I think that's why, um, personally, I worked to try to kind of like whittle down, um, you know, and kind of develop my, my room at my parents' house as i grew up um so it was more of a gradual process instead of like this colliding but i had a different college experience because i was a um i was a commuter student for all of my time at college so i haven't moved out of this room <laughs> like you know so i i had to make it work as my kind of um, adult space um as best as i could to help me feel better about the fact that i wasn't able to afford to go to you know a dorm and kind of have that separation from my parents um like mm-hmm. but having i think during covid having your having your space be um more well defined like it, you have to be more like creative with how you can redefine a space like is that moving some furniture around is that painting your walls is that um you know maybe maybe this kind of work you do in the living room if you or like the the dining room or like a diff just like a different space than where you're having fun you know like breaking up the different places where you are or the different ways that you start your your morning you know so like since I'm pretty much doing the same thing every day, even on the weekends, you know, like I'm in the same space all day, like I change my, my routine on the weekends so that that is my time to relax. Unless I have like a deadline that needs to be met for um, like on that day to set up for the next week, like changing my routine in the, in the mornings on the weekend are what helps me redefine that time and that space for myself.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I I totally totally agree. So, I think that that pretty much wraps up our conversation about the job hunt. So, I hope you liked hearing us listen and complain about that. <laughs> 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 but um so the next segment that we're going to do is it's called Silver Linings. It's to try to remind ourselves that even though we can be frustrated by life, there are silver linings to be happy about. And mine actually really connects with the um the theme this week um ironically so we've been talking about the job hunt and i actually do have a job that i will be starting tomorrow yay Um, (laughs) yay so i did manage to find one so there is hope i promise um and i'm really excited and nervous and it will be remote so i will just be sitting at my desk for more time a day absolutely thrilled about that but I'm hoping that it will it will turn out alright so what about you T what is your silver linings this week um well tomorrow's
1: my birthday Woo! so um I'm I'm uh, I'm 20s over the hill <laughs> 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 um so yeah turning 26 tomorrow um but you know it's um My brain's fully developed and I'm really excited about that as a like human development nerd. Um, And yeah, I get to spend some time with my family today. And uh, yeah, and my birthday gift to myself was revamping my office, um, which is like kind of goes hand in hand with what I just uh, kind of went on and on about. But like, I, you know, I painted my room grayish. And I'm super excited about
0: it. <laughs> Whoa, it's gray. But, but I've seen it. It's actually more like a purple, <laughs> purpley gray.
1: Yeah, it like changes kind of throughout the day. But like, I don't know. I moved my I moved my room around and it's just like, it gives me so much more inspiration and um, motivation to create and play and actually, um, you know, get back into the job hunt after you know, being really discouraged for a while. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really thankful to myself for doing that for myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode. You can find new episodes weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. We hope you'll continue to listen to us talk about our lives and hopefully learn something about yourself too. And remember, growing up is overrated.